0: Hey, everyone. We're back with another week of Find Your Film. We have three main movies this week for the podcast. Our first movie will be Stowaway. It comes out on Netflix, I believe, on Friday. It's a space movie that Bruce and I watched. Eric is almost finished with it. He's going to talk about Stowaway as well. We also have a romantic comedy or a comedy called Stowaway. That's Stowaway. Together, Together, starring Ed Helms. What am I, thinking of? I have Stowaway in the brain. Maybe it's Anna Kendrick. Stowaway, maybe it's... Stowaway. <laughs> Stowaway, Stowaway. It's with Anna Kendrick and everything like that. I'm thinking about Stowaway all the time. Maybe it's not in the brain too much. But Together, Together stars Ed Helms and another actress who I have to find right now, but she's, I believe, something Patterson or something. Pat, Patty Harrison? Patty Harrison. Patty Harrison. Thank you, Bruce Berkey. And then also we're going to wrap up the features, our main features with this documentary that Eric Holmes picked to watch this week. It's called Bill Trailer Chasing Ghosts. It's a very interesting documentary that all three of us have watched. And Eric Holmes, you are Trigger Holmes right now. You are Trigger Holmes. This is a reference to a movie that we're going to be covering starring Mr. Barry Pepper. Trigger Holmes, Eric Holmes, what is your favorite Barry Pepper movie right off the top?
1: Um. Wow, that's a good question. First of all, Trigger Holmes, maybe a double entendre. We'll see. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Oh but uh, <laughs> but, uh oh man,
1: Barry, favorite Barry Pepper movie? I, I like the the Cohen Brothers remake of True Grid. He was pretty good in that.
0: Oh yes. Great and in I, that.
1: I know a lot of people hate on hate Battlefield Earth, but I kinda liked it. <laughs>
0: kinda liked it. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah. So uh, how many
0: times have you seen Battlefield Earth, Eric Holmes? trigger homes
1: probably like four or five i think oh I, my it, goodness. it was battlefield earth was a lot like alien 3 to me when i when i f- saw alien 3 i still love alien 3 to this day in fact i think i like most movies that are the third of <laughs> third <in laughs> godfather <a franchise>. 3 <laughs> um but uh yeah when i saw alien 3 I, I loved it and then grew up and then people were like alien 3 sucks i'm like what? When When did this happen? And same kind of deal with Battlefield Earth when I watched it. I'm like, this movie's pretty cool. And then I found out later that like a bunch of people hate it, and it's like one of the worst movies ever. I'm like, I did not see the same movie everyone else did.
0: I walked out of Battlefield Earth. It was a screening at Westwood, California. And I, was, I, I think I was either reviewing it or doing some kind of press junket for Battlefield Earth after watching the movie in a crowded house, this beautiful movie theater. I felt really manic depressive that was just a miserable abysmal experience battlefield earth has to be one of my all-time worst movie going viewing experience bruce perky am i overreacting and should i actually merge onto the side of eric holmes regarding just a rejig on the whole battlefield earth thing
3: i came into it after it was already renowned as a terrible movie so i kind of went into it with uh, okay let's see if it's kind of fun anyway so i think i'm kind of in the it's sort of fun anyway, and that just the overtopness of the Dutch angles and the acting—if you want to call it acting—by by some, of, <laughs> yeah, Travolta and stuff. So, I mean, I think it's it's
0: enjoyable in a silly way. Yeah. Okay.
3: It enjoyable. doesn't piss me
2: off,
0: you know. <laughs> yeah would you Would you recommend Battlefield Earth to anyone to any initiate who want, really wants to see a Barry Pepper John Travolta team up?
3: no no barry pepper for me i would say you could go with uh let's see what would mine be Uh, mm, saving private ryan or crawl yes Yes.
1: for oh yeah yeah, crawl
0: no but you know in, in fairness true grit overall is probably his best film because that's such a classic western you know even though that's a remake i love him in that one as well and of course, Bruce Perky knows that I am predictable. I don't say anything that's really off the cuff or interesting or spontaneous. So Bruce Perky has actually, actually seen in the future and knows that when we talk about favorite Bar- Barry Pepper movies, he absolutely knows that I'm going to mention the Painted Bird. So that's <laughs> the Painted Bird is one of my favorite Barry Pepper movies. He plays a marksman in that film. So and yeah, I forget you know I forget Eric Holmes. Which side did you? He- Lean on towards the painted bird more towards Bruce's side or more towards my side regarding the painted bird overall.
1: I believe I was dead center in the middle of both of you. Like I, <laughs> like you're not wrong that it's a masterpiece, and Bruce is not wrong that it's kind of a, it's uh, it's it's definitely re- relenting. I I don't know that's a movie I could re- recommend to someone, but I uh yeah, okay, Eric, I'm like, I, I'm like right down the middle.
0: Can we? Can we? Can you? Can I put words in your mouth like like I always usually do? It. And, and I, I apologize for this. <laughs> you
1: can put would anything you... in my mouth that you want to.
0: Okay, that's well e. rated e, folks, ever? Oh, say,
3: trigger Holmes at it again. <laughs> trigger. trigger Holmes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but can can we? I guess from your vantage point, would you call the painted bird a quote unquote debased masterpiece?
1: I don't know what that means, but sure right what, what, Versus, what, so what, the basement what, what, it's just what's a debased masterpiece
0: the base it means it's just like the lowest common just like Are you very basing bruce basing good.
1: it basing
3: it on a like a letter d and a a through e rating d <laughs> No, yeah.
0: it's it's debased it's just very i don't know bruce how would you say debased it's just very ah it's just uh, disgusting it's yeah, gross it's yeah. lowest common denominator it's just exploitive exploitative well, that's the
3: thing it's it's exploitation in like art house clothes.
0: Yes, yes. So you know what? If you want to actually listen to our our reviews of the Painted Bird, it's the Painted Bird flies throughout several podcasts. I think one week I praised it. The next week, Bruce, you know, he 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 tenanted it. He tenanted the whole the Painted Bird. You know, basically tenanted is a turd. This was even a bigger turd for him for Bruce Perky. And then the following week, Eric Holmes followed up with his own take on The Painted Bird. But the reason why I talk about previous episodes, Bruce, can you tell our listeners about our last episode? What have you been spending your time lately, just interviewing people left and right?
3: Oh yeah, we did all the, uh, we just released three interview compilation of filmmakers from the Oscar nominated short series and we did uh, Eric O from Opera, we did um, uh, Elise Doyar and Anthony I gotta remember, (laughs) Giacchino Giacchino. (laughs) from uh, Colette. And we did uh, Tomer Shushan from White Eye.
0: Yeah, very good. Yeah, listeners, if you're really into the Oscar shorts, Bruce Berkey has it covered for you. It's close to, I think about nine. it's a 90 minute mini pod. It's broken down into three sections. I only listened to it once while I was editing it because I don't want to be reminded how much of a better interviewer Bruce Porky is compared to me. Not very cool, Bruce. Thanks for taking, stealing any kind of sunshine I had, but congratulations on doing a great job on the interviews. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> supposed to be quick. You, you're not, you're, not you're, you're supposed to be tr- Trigger homes, like very quick to the draw. Trigger homes. Let's just say one, one day, one, let's just say one day out of the blue. Let's just say, I don't know if it'll ever happen, but- Let's just say one day, are you going to interview some of your heroes growing up? Do you think that'll happen? Do you think you can ever, down the line, meet any of your heroes and actually, as a prominent media, media
1: member and critic, can you actually interview them, Eric Holmes? Have you ever seen the, uh, the SNL skit, the Chris Farley show? <laughs> if, if that's what you're into, I will absolutely interview anyone you want me to that I love. <laughs>
0: Did you know? Did I tell you guys the story? How many times? I, okay, before we get to the main re- reviews, you can tell me to shut up. But uh, yeah, Bruce, you're supposed to go in right now. Shut up, Greg. But Chris Farley, the only time he did this late, Chris Farley, he came into I believe what's the the movie he did with Spade? Was that Black Sheep? Is that the That's,
1: movie? Uh, that was most of his movies. Um, okay. So black sheep and Tommy boy were the two ones that most people know. So either film, I forgot which one it was. I'm thinking it's black sheep. He came into the
0: room and it it was at the four seasons hotel. And before he says hi to us, he actually hits his head in the cabinet and does a whole pratfall. And he just pretends (laughs) and that I've interviewed people for 30 years. That's the only time it's ever happened like that. And you know what? When I was in my early twenties, I thought I was a little bit too cool for school and I didn't laugh as hard as I should have. That's because I was a D bag back then. Probably I'm calling myself out props to Chris Farley for just doing that for the for the press. I mean, don't you think that's a cool thing, Eric? D- what do you think? A,
1: a D-bag like a dog bag, like a bag of cute <laughs> dogs. You're, thank you're you, thank you for dog.
0: Thank you for defending my honor or de-based, my dishonor. Debased bag? Is that <laughs> debased bag. <laughs> Very good. Bruce Perky, as always, tying things together. And also before we do our main movie reviews, I'm after that, I'm really excited to see what Eric Holmes and Bruce Perky have to say about the latest movie by Ben Wheatley called In the Earth, because I believe Ben Wheatley, he did Free Fire and he did a remake of Rebecca, which I feel like I might be one of the only people who really love that movie. But I know Bruce Perky has been a huge fan of his one of his previous movies called, what is it, The Kill List or The Hit List, something like that, that you really love, Bruce Perky. So we're going to get to that as well in on this episode. But first off, let us start with our Featured review, and of course we're, we're closing our episode with the uh, with Bruce Perky's uh, wonderful "What's in the Box" segment. But we're starting off with Stowaway. It's directed by Joe Penna. Di- uh, he's best known for his work in that really cool movie Arctic. Bruce, Eric, have you seen that movie Arctic at all? Did you, that, so?
1: Yes. Is that the uh, is that the one with uh, uh oh Mads Mikkelsen? No, like I'm you? wrong. Am
0: I right? Yeah, Matt, yeah, it's with Mads. Yes. Yeah, that one.
1: I, I did see. Did we cover Arctic? No, probably, we did not. We probably should. But uh, yeah, I, I, I did like Arctic quite a bit.
0: Yeah. So it's directed by, by Joe Penn. And I actually interviewed him back in 2018 for Arctic. And I remember him saying that Arctic, and I was excited because he had just signed on for Stowaway. He said this whole survival thing with Arctic and then Stowaway would be, I think if I recall, part of a trilogy. Arctic's obviously set in the Arctic with Mads, this time out with Stowaway. It's set in quote unquote, outer space with Anna Kendrick. Tony Collect, a couple of other people, Bruce Stowaway. Were you excited about this? Were you a fan of Arctic and were you excited about Stowaway going in?
3: I was curious about it. I like sci-fi and, but I was a little trepidatious because it was Netflix sci-fi, which has kind of steered us wrong lately with what was the midnight sky,
0: the midnight sky. Right.
3: And they did some Cloverfield thing, which was terrible, but I mean, they're just hosting it. So who knows? And I would say I was, I was, on board pretty well for the first two, you know, for the first third or so of this. And then it slowly started getting off board on this one. I think it's okay. It's all right. It's middle of the road. I definitely would say, well, it's got great cast. It's got great actors in it, but I think it's just, it lanes heavily on something that needs to be retired. And that is Spacewalks seem to trigger dire events randomly in space. If you go out on a spacewalk, something's going to happen. So I guess, I guess there's no more spacewalks in movies. Um, that's all
1: I got to say.
0: Well, well, Eric Holmes, you were about an hour into Stowaway. So your initial thoughts so far going into this movie?
1: I love the. Uh i love the uh setup of it so far the whole idea that they find a stowaway and i mean you guys can tell me uh you guys why well, i guess i would probably you probably can't because that would be spoilers but uh i i'm loving the setup that the, there's a guy stowaway. usually the guy stowaway on a uh ship right. is uh oh he's he's here to kill us and and you know he's in the and i mean it's kind of that it kind of gets there but not really so far the idea is when uh scientists and uh they get rockets ready to shoot up in the space they have everything down they know exactly how much fuel for exactly how much weight and exactly how much supplies and they have everything dialed down perfectly so to have an extra person on there becomes a huge problem and so I like that they're kind of playing with that idea. They haven't just aborted mission and turned around back to Earth yet, which is a little, I don't quite understand why that is the case. But maybe, uh, again, I'm only halfway through, so I don't even know why I'm starting to review this. I'll probably have to uh, rewind this next week. But uh, so far, so good. I'm, I'm digging it, and I'm digging the the story choices and the scientific choices they're making even though there's some things that happen, that's kind of like, I don't quite understand why they went that way, but maybe it'll pop up later in the movie. Movie
0: also co-stars Daniel Day Kim from Lost as David Kim. And it's also stars Shamir Anderson as Michael Adams. He is the aforementioned stowaway. Michael Adams is the person they find in the ship. He's not supposed to be there. I'm not going to tell you the circumstances regarding his situation, but, and also Anna Kendrick is Zoe Levinson. She is pretty much the medic, the doctor, the one who, who can really patch everyone together. So obviously she's helping patch Michael Adams' stowaway together throughout the movie a lot. And Tony Collette is Marina. She's the head of the ship. And David Kim, again, played by Daniel Day Kim. He is the person who has, who's been working for at least several years on helping provide life, sustain, sustainable life via his, those little plants he has in the, in the ship they're, they're on a trip to Mars to the idea of hopefully to one day have Mars be their second home. I really enjoy this movie. And I think, you, Bruce, you were talking about the spacewalk. One of the things that this movie can't really get too much into it, but once one of these things this movie does regarding Stowaway, it has that trope of there is a foreign object person situation, whether it's an alien or an interloper, whatever, goes into the ship. You think it's going to be one thing, and it could have en- unfolded in a certain way. The great thing about Stowaway is it takes this huge trope and it completely goes past that. And I thought it was it was very very well done regarding this. And regarding the spacewalk, I understand. I think a lot of people will be turned off by the, the gradual spacewalk, and I thought it was necessary regarding. I thought I thought it was I thought it was great. I thought the spacewalk worked. I thought Anna Kendrick was excellent in this movie because she's mismatched. She's not, she's miscast. Her character is a miscast kind of character. When, when we start in the movie, they're, they're actually lift off and everything's turbulent. And she is still wide eyed because she's so excited to be in this big mission to colonize Mars and everything like that. So she, she plays that really mismatched kind of character and wide eyed character very, very well. She is the heart and soul of stowaway. It's it. And I love the ending. The ending is very well done. again, A lot of people will probably head over to Bruce's camp where you said it's okay. I see this movie, especially if you love characters or want a different taste in sci-fi, at least. I would recommend Stowaway. Definitely recommend Stowaway. Bruce, final thoughts on Stowaway?
3: Yeah, I would agree. I I like all the stuff that Eric is talking about, I really like. And I actually don't mind the long spacewalk itself. I guess the thing, here's my problems. I don't want a bunch of exposition but there are some, a couple of key things that are just not explained. Like we don't understand. We need to understand how he stowed away on that ship. We need to know why and how that happened clearly. Mm. Like it's, it's kind of just told us slightly, we need to know why they can't just turn around. They just kind of mention briefly how that, why that is, but I don't understand the mechanics of that because the idea is it's a two-year trip and they're supposed to come back. So they have to have a way to come back. So we need to know that. And then, and not to say what happens, but the way things go down during the spacewalk, I thought was not a Deus Ex Machina exactly, but it worked kind of like a Deus Ex Machina. Like I wanted it to really be earned and it didn't feel earned. It felt like a cheap way to make happen what happened. So I just felt all the way around. It just kept cutting corners on things where it was really smart and other things. And it could have stayed smart and it didn't.
0: So Okay, cool. Still wait. So stowaway, no recommend, yes recommend, slight recommend, Bruce? Slight. Slight recommend, and for me, still wait, is a strong recommend. Eric Holmes, you were you were musing about your thinking. What are you well, thinking?
1: Because uh, I, I didn't know that they didn't explain that they couldn't turn around. So now the sort of thing is like, well, I, I mean, how would he turn around? Normally, you would have to slow down and maybe use uh, like. But when the guy woke up, I don't think they were past the moon yet. So they could have slowed down and used the, moon, the moon's gravity to maybe turn around. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting yeah, I mean I, 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 I'm, like I'm getting, me getting kind too. of I'm getting kind of space nerdy about it, but at the same time, it's not uh you know, spaceships aren't exactly like a car where you can just like up turn it around and turn the wheel. I, I like guess, there's a little more to it. But like with uh with as deep as they've gotten so far with some of the stuff, it would be kind of cool for them to kind of explain like let, let the audience understand how you would turn it how you would turn a uh, spaceship around. Well, they're and they're
3: so clear on the stakes on things like the the air and all that stuff, right? That they yeah. should be just as clear on the return trip and what would require
1: and all that. You know what I mean? Like all the stakes need to be super clear. You know I, I I wonder if it's like a Martian situation where at the beginning of the Martian, there's that windstorm that blows the, everything over, but in Mars, there's no atmosphere. So that would never happen, but you just kind of got to let it go because... Yeah, I, I wonder if I wonder if maybe that thing's like. Look, he's on the ship, and we can't turn around. There you go. Just let that yeah. go, and the rest of it's just going to be the space thriller that it is. I'll just say I think this: you'll though. enjoy it more if you can do that.
0: I <laughs> yeah, you know. I'll I'll just say this: the Midnight Sky. Bruce was saying that he he wasn't a fan a fan of the Midnight Sky. I was mixed on that movie as well. The Midnight Sky. You think it's going to be one thing, right? About sur- survival, at a sense, it is, but it ends up being a little bit something more.
1: Uh, Man, fa- The Midnight Sky. sky. It's almost like Arctic and Stowaway in one movie. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right.
0: And Stowaway, it'll be interesting to see how you feel about this movie once you wrap it up. Because if you're expecting one thing regarding the science fiction tropes and everything like that, or twists and turns, or, or just really huge special effects, there's going to be people who will be disappointed by Stowaway. But if you're looking for character drama, arc, just a little bit of resonance regarding the theme and what it's about, I think there will, be, there will be some people who will support Stowaway. So it'll be interesting to see what the general consensus of Stowaway is when it comes out on Netflix. So that is Stowaway. And now let's see what is next. We have Together, Together. Bruce, you wanna, I've been talking too much. You wanna talk about sure. Together, Together? All I can say about this is, I, before you get into your thing, I'm really <laughs> nervous. I'm nervous about what you think of this movie because I'm very, very high on Together, Together.
3: So basic concept of together together is you've got Matt played by Ed Helms, and he is become as a very unusual situation. He's becoming a single dad via surrogate, which is kind of your unique setup for this. And then the surrogate played by of Anna, played by Patty Harrison. If I wrote it down correctly, hopefully. I can't always read my own writing. She is a lot younger. She's like, I mean, he's what? about 50 or so 50 he's like
0: he's like in his mid 40s he's 45 and she's yeah. around 25 26
3: yeah so and, and this is a kind of comedic kind of a deal Hi,
2: have you decided uh yeah um could i get the
0: free-range chicken pesto thing and would you like fried potato or salad
2: uh potato mm. a salad Mm. and potatoes please and for you carbonara well i'm a lot less nervous uh after the
3: you know what i'm sorry i just was worried when you ordered the potatoes because what you eat it they eat
2: you ordered pasta with bacon
3: yeah but i'm the only one eating it but I only matter for like the next like nine months or so, and you matter for the next eighteen plus years. You're like forty
1: something, so yeah, if I were you I would not be eating pasta with bacon.
3: Hmm. That's a really good point, actually. So why didn't you make a weird sound when I ordered it?
1: Because I am not annoying
3: and I'm pro choice. She, of course, is, you know, a different age generation, and basically, it's kind of from the beginning to the end of the pregnancy, that's kind of the the span of the movie, and kind of how they navigate this unusual uh, situation. I started out pretty eye-rolly on this movie first of all ed helms at the beginning i thought was one of the creepiest people i've ever met and i thought she would immediately cut this off if possible because of the way he was acting
0: and the he was annoying are, his character is very annoying In the well beginning.
3: he was crossing like serious boundaries like yeah showing up at her door and like uh you know, like as she's walking out with another guy and, and asking her if she had sex and saying that was inappropriate and stuff like that.
0: Wait, wait, and- wait why is that not appropriate? Because she's carrying... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oops, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> she's having a baby, so man. He's, right he's- out of
3: the gate, I was just like, who, what world is this? This is like almost an alien planet. Like this doesn't relate to like 99.9% of people in the universe. They don't have any sort of connection to this setup. Like, And I, I kept wondering like, what are the boundaries like what are the rules is, is he allowed to just be basically be part of her life for nine months because it doesn't seem like there was any like rules but all that being said it won me over it won me over in the second third act and i it, kind of like we talked about the last one kind of forgiving some of that thing i kind of just forgave it and said this is the situation but look at these two characters and i ended up loving loving the characters and especially patty harrison's character.
0: Wow. Yeah.
3: She is by far the star of this movie. And there's a lot of funny situations and awkward situations and stuff, but there's a moment probably about the middle of the movie and and Greg will know it where she starts talking about her feelings about her family and she starts getting into her family dynamic and where she is and how she feels about her current situation and how it will be dealt with by her family. And Mm. it's such a human moment. And she has such an interesting mix of of kind of this ironic, you know, younger, bold person who doesn't want to take any of his old man shit, you know? And some just super realistic, you know, heartfelt actual character traits and by the end of this movie I loved it a ton I t- I loved it a ton
0: yeah you, you were you were sort of uh surprised I mean when I was praising it you're probably saying oh um, you were saying oh okay this is gonna be one of these sappy saccharine films it feels like that right it does I, I, the, the score doesn't do it any favors and I, I have to say the
3: score it starts out as like this piano score and it's really light and it's almost as like almost like a like stereotypical romantic comedy score you know.
0: Yeah. But by yes. the end,
3: I didn't care. I loved everything about it. You know? <laughs> you, loved,
0: you, you even love the score? I love the score. Did yes. you? Did Oh, yeah. You, okay. Okay. So that's good. It, that,
3: because I loved the character so much by the end. I mean, I just loved them so much. And the fact that the way it ended, and we're not going to talk about how it ends. I was going to ask you that. But the way their relationship plays out is surprising and not yeah. stereotypical and really lovely and just... You love them, you want to see more. And that's the test of something movie like this. It's not overly long, it's like 90 minutes. Yeah. But you're when you have a movie like this, you should feel at the end like I want to spend more time with these people on either end of this movie. And that's how I feel about this movie. I would spend I would love to spend more time with them, you know.
0: The last shot of the movie is Mm -hmm. was their final, I believe it was one of their their final literally their final shot, I believe, the production. And don't we're, we're not going to get into the final shot. But I wanted to ask you, Bruce, regarding, were you pleased the fact that it didn't cater to the lowest common denominator regarding the final moments?
3: Uh, yes. And I don't think it catered to the lowest common denominator for the whole final half of the movie. Because there's a certain... Way that you think this is going to go, and they address it by the way that interactions they have. I can't even say it because it'll it'll tell you something.
0: You're expecting to eat the chocolate, right? Because it's nice and sweet at the end. You're expecting the chocolate, and it's it's high cal- it's high calories. But the fact that they don't give you the, the nice dessert at the end without giving too much away, I think it's really it's a really well done. Ending very very poetic and very subtle. For me, my my review. I wanted to ask you about this movie. It's because. I echoed I echoed really your sentiments because Ed Helms' character Matt is so annoying and so overbearing. And he's you, such
3: an asshole at the beginning. You're total like, why a-hole. the fuck? <laughs> he's a
0: total a-hole at the beginning. And Anna is really and is so funny. She has this dry wit, like she doesn't give an F about anything, but she handles everything. She's she works at a coffee shop, everything. And that guy, like her co-worker in the coffee shop, is Julio Torres as Jules, or yeah, Jules is very funny. Tignataro also plays their, I believe their therapist or whatnot, and some very, very great. And Nora Dunn plays is the mother of Helms. You know, so I yo go ahead, Bruce. I was gonna
3: say what's really interesting too is that this literally follows the romantic comedy playbook in beats like if you look at the beats of this movie, they're exactly the beats you expect. And it just goes to show you, you can hit the beats, but it's what you put it in those beats that makes it unique. Like it's, it's doing unique stuff in each section. And that's what's really great.
0: Do you think Eric Holmes would have liked this movie? What do you think?
3: I mean, it's not his genre per se. I think he'll at least like it. And I think he'll definitely like Patty Harrison's character of Anna. Anna, this is a star making turn for her. She's she's hard not to like because that combination of of being vulnerable, but also not, not taking any shit and calling him consistently. There's a conversation about Woody Allen in this movie. That's hilarious. It's so good. So good.
0: (laughs) As a lifelong Woody Allen fan, I was very uncomfortable during that whole truthful (laughs) discussion on Woody Allen. Very hard to look in the mirror after that conversation. Also, I personally related to the main character. One of the main characters, Matt played by Ed Helms, mid forties. And I really, I've never seen this character. It's a dude who's going through a midlife crisis, but his midlife crisis is he just wants to be a dad. How many, how many movies do we have are about that? And he's not about, it's not about hooking up with a different, uh, someone who's younger or, 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 or all that stuff. He's just, he just wants to be a father. And I, you know, as help helping raise my five-year-old niece close, I mean, actually four and a half year old niece. I could relate to his his struggles and his passion for actually having children in Together Together. It's a very well-rounded male character, even though Bruce and I really wanted to point out how, how annoying he is. Thankfully, his character becomes a little bit more rounded out by the ending. So that is Together Together. And that is, I believe, let me look here. It is available in theaters nationwide, April 23rd. Bruce, is that a strong recommend for you on Together Together? Yep. Yes. High, strong, strong recommend. You know what? I, I went, I actually, I think I put on my letterbox. I gave it five stars. You know, I just, it's a five-star Five star film for me. And one of my main, and I told this to, cause I interviewed the director, writer, director, Nicole Beckwith. I think one of my main frustrations on a weekly basis is I won't be able to see this movie more often because of the movies that we have to see over and over. You know, we have to see so many movies. I don't have time to really rewatch together, together, but this is a rewatch film for me again in theaters April 23rd and it's on available on digital May 11th together together, starring Ed Helms, Patty Harrison written and directed by Nicole Beckwith. Okay. So that is that Bruce. I'm so glad you like that movie. My goodness. I was so worried that you were going to, you were going to like do a long, the long spacewalk on it and, and give it the painted bird medallion of dishonor. So I'm so glad that that's a good thing for you. We're moving on to Eric Holmes. Y- you actually, Wanted to see Bill Trailer Chasing Ghosts. And here it says, the summary is the revealing documentary about the pioneering art sensation who was born in slavery, whose works became an art sensation. FYI, this movie opens Friday, April 16th in New York and Los Angeles. Eric Holmes, take it away on this documentary.
1: Uh, Yeah. Well, first of all, the only reason I picked this is because it was called Chasing Ghosts. I'm like, oh. I, I, I guess that sounds cool. So we'll go with that. I had no idea what this was going to be. This felt like, a, I forget the name of it. They did a documentary on Wesley Willis. If you know who he is, you can Google Wesley Willis, but he's a musician. He's passed away now. But his his art style was very simple which uh, is build trailers but it's it's simple but it has like a kind of some weight to it and i'm wondering how much of that we talked about gunda like how much weight the art has versus how much you put into it because his art style is very simplistic like literally a three-year-old could do what he does but it's the and maybe i'm putting too much into it or giving him too much credit, but he seems to kind of take in what he sees in the world and then puts it out in his art form, which is like the very simplest version of that. I do like his artwork, is as simple as it is, and I like the—I don't know if it's a spoiler—but the uh, the end where they uh, the the his family kind of starts to come together it is real sweet. Uh, seeing. Speaking of family coming together, they're playing the <laughs> screaming game in the background. No worries. <laughs> Chasing screams. But maybe uh maybe in the, you know, maybe in the 20, 30 years after I'm dead, you know, all my nieces and nephews will stand around my grave and uh, trying to unearth my grave <laughs> and just start screaming. This is what how Eric remembered us. <laughs> <laughs> well, if but, uh, that
0: happens 23, 20 to 30 years from now, I hope they're downloading our podcast. So we continue to get more views and yeah, downloads but... after our passing, our respective
1: passing uh, downloads
0: go. from the grave, man. Come on. Uh,
1: right? that, so uh, the only reason I bring up the, the end with the uh, thing, my, uh, my aunt, I never met her. In fact, my, she's my mom's sister. And I don't believe my mom ever met her because she died. My mom was the youngest one on that side of the family. And my Aunt May died pretty young, like in her teens, like from pneumonia or something like that. Mm. And my mom and my aunts, a couple of my aunts and uncles went and looked for a grave because she had an unmarked grave. And so there's, uh, you know, my mom would tell me that story about her. And then I was alive when they were looking for an unmarked grave. I didn't go with them. And so that part where uh, Bill Trailer had an unmarked grave and they're trying to, find it, and then they have the unveiling of the, the new gravestone they put there. That kind of hit home a little bit. And there was some really sweet parts, especially with the family, kind of looking back on, uh, hey, that was our, my granddad. That was my dad. That was, you know, looking back on their family member fondly and what they meant to him was nice. As far as a documentary, like uh, the the added value, I don't know that there's too much there. But like we, we did a bunch of uh, we watched a bunch of documentary shorts. I think this probably would have been better off as like a half hour documentary short. I don't know that it fully earns the feature length documentary that it is, but what's there. I do appreciate a lot of it. Don't know that's a full recommend, but there's definitely some uh, good stuff to be had in there
0: this one for me was a full recommend it, you know, he died in 1949. I'm looking on Wikipedia, 1850, 1853 to 1949. You see it. You see an artist who's, who spends his life mainly, like they said in the documentary, a 60 mile radius of Montgomery, Alabama. And I like those old archive photos where you see him setting up shop in different stores. And he had this, what this little desk or whatnot, what Bruce, and he's just sketching the whole day. If he's, if he wasn't farming, I guess in his, in his salad days, he was a, sharecropper farmer moved his he sired a lot of a lot of kids okay Mm -hmm. but mainly his passion it would seem from this documentary is being an artist and like eric was saying the the artwork might be rudimentary but it's effective it's it it, your your eyes train to the works of bill trailer so i believe this is a definite value-added documentary and for its length of 75 minutes you get to see a man's life, even though with him passing, it's not like he has he's documented in tons of podcasts. He passed away in 1949. So there isn't any audio recordings of him speaking. So you you actually have to fill up a lot of time with just the atmosphere via writings of the day and music of the day and photos of the day. And I think overall they do a, a pretty good job, bang-up job of painting a picture of who bill trailer was regarding chasing ghosts it's just the only thing is you don't really get to delve into his soul and his mind and everything like that but with what they had to work with it was an interesting enough documentary for me to learn about this artist whose work i'm looking at the poster right now and i i could look at that for a long i'm not an, uh, an expert like you eric or bruce but I love looking at his stuff. So there are some moments when you when you just have to shake your head regarding the legacy of his artwork and how no matter what, whether you're moving homes or whatever, hopefully there are good people to shepherd your work from generation to generation. Because we just have to. Eric was talking about spoilers. We just have to imagine the hundreds of art painting not paintings, but just sketches artwork that trailer lost, not due to his own hand, but due to the hands of family members or time and weather. Bruce Perky, your thoughts on Bill Trailer, Chasing Ghosts, by the way, it's directed by Jeffrey Wolf.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of right on board, right between you two. I'm kind of like with Eric, as far as actual documentary format, it's a little by the, by the numbers, but for documentary information, I really appreciated a lot of the stuff it showed me and told me. And I definitely got a few little shades of Elise Guy Blachet in there too. The idea of this, you know, time and place and art from a certain time and place that is on the verge of just being absolutely lost. And that kind of speaks to what you're talking about, Greg, the idea that like a bunch of his stuff did get thrown out and they have some of it, but it's only just kind of by happenstance and everything he drew and painted was like on the backs of posters and and, like, you know, he talked about how he just used like pieces of cardboard. He just used some advertisement and just draw on it. Or if it had like staple marks, he would just use the staple marks as part of the picture. The artwork itself was pretty interesting. Some of the history was really interesting to, to follow somebody who went from, from actually being a slave to, you know, early, mid 20th century and kind of seeing how that life went. But I agree also that it would have been, it would have been much elevated if we could have had either like his own diaries, or at least an interview or two from his actual, you know, mouth, to be able to hear his point of view on it. Like, how did he consider the art? What was he trying to do with the art? So we're kind of left, like you said, with a lot of this interpretive stuff, which may or may not really Tell us the whole story, but all that being said, especially if you're not familiar with it at all, I would say it's it's a recommend. I mean, you you get it's you get a lot from it, I think, and it's not it's not long, <laughs> so you can watch yeah. it in a sitting pretty easily. So, uh, especially if you don't have much history on what it was like in the slave life and post slave life, it really does some interesting stuff there too. So,
0: and my knowledge of African American artists is basically other than Romare Bearden. I believe at basically 0%. So for me, it was very good as far as an educational value. And yeah, yeah I, I do wish to both your points, I do wish there was, there was just more stuff to unearth regarding bill trailer, but maybe chasing ghosts. They're, they're, they're <laughs> we're trying maybe to re- paint. Ghosts. We're, we're, cha- <laughs> we're literally chasing bill trailer. I, spirit. I, yeah. I, Eric,
1: I, I wanted to throw out, I, if anyone saw uh, dreams with sharp teeth, that was the documentary about Harlan Ellison. I love Harlan Ellison, but watching dreams with sharp teeth like I I enjoy it because I already know who he is and so I just like watching stuff with him and you know anything involving Harlan Ellison I'll eat up but I don't know that dreams with sharp teeth will pull other people that don't already know Harlan Ellison or don't already love him I don't know that dreams with sharp teeth would pull you into his world I I guess where I'm where I kind of fall back on this one is the i get that like if you're already a fan of bill trailer then this would be like oh yeah this is pretty good but if you don't know who he is or you're not already fan as i didn't know who he was before this it didn't do like i didn't feel like uh i didn't leave that documentary feeling like i knew who he was Like uh, uh, Bruce brought up the Elise Guy Blaché, no idea who she was before I watched Be Natural, but I watched it and I fell in love with Elise Guy Blaché. I wanted that with the Bill trailer. I I wanted to watch this documentary. And I kind of, I got a little bit of that. And I definitely got the, that his, you know, family had reverence for him, but I didn't. Come away from it knowing who the man was, if that yeah. makes sense.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's like a puzzle that you have to put together. That said, I mean, at the end, they had this exhibit at the Smithsonian. I had no idea who Bill Trailer was. I was thinking, wow, if I lived near the area, I'd I'd go out and I'd definitely check out the exhibit. I would love to, to see his work in person. So that is, Bruce Burke, any final thoughts regarding Bill Trailer Chasing Ghosts? No, so, no, I recommend, uh, no,
3: I'd say recommend it. Yep.
0: Recommended from you, Eric, recommend or slight recommend? No um, recommend? No?
1: I, as a documentary, no. As uh, I mean, he, def, he he seems like someone that we should probably know about. So in that aspect, yes, to recommend. I'm just saying meet your expectations.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And for me, Bill Trailer, Chasing Ghost, it's a recommend for the value. As a documentary, 75-minute documentary, they did their best as far as piecing together a life that really isn't recorded on an audio or filmed. I really loved where how they filled in some of those gaps and were trying to actually chase that ghost, that Ghost Being Bill trailer. I recommend it on both fronts. So again, it opens Friday, April 16th in theaters in, at New York's Film Forum and in Los Angeles here at the Lamley NoHo 7. And it's also available in virtual theaters across the U.S. through Kino Marquee and we'll have all of that information on our podcast notes. We're done with our main features. We're going to a rewind with Bruce Perky and Eric Holmes in the earth. I did not receive a screening link for this. You guys did (laughs) receive a screening list. (laughs) I requested for the screening link and they said, sure, we'll send it to you. Bruce and Eric got it. Story of my life. (laughs) Guys, did I miss anything? Eric, why don't you start off with uh, in the earth, what it's about, your thoughts. Were you excited? Ben Wheatley, all that, all that stuff. Okay.
1: What's this about? That's a very good question. This is, I might have to defer to Bruce on that. Uh, I, well, I guess these two people go to this area that this is definitely a post COVID movie. I got that right off the bat. Uh, they go in and people are wearing the masks. And the reason they're wearing the mask doesn't quite—it's not—it's definitely not because of COVID. It's because of something else. But they go through this stuff, then it becomes kind of a David Kresh situation, and then it kind of turns into the happening. <laughs> 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 I, I, Bruce, you're gonna have to help me out here. I, okay. I, I you know, before Bruce that. helps you
0: out, before before Bruce helps you out, let me just help both you guys out because uh, <laughs> I look back at the email that I sent to the publicist for in in the Earth, and I said hi. Hi, bleep. I'm not going to mention the person's name. Can I receive, can, can you send screening links to Bruce and Eric? I forgot to include myself in the sentence. And that is why this idiot here oh, has been complaining about In the Earth screening links. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't request one for myself. Bruce Perky, save Eric's, Eric's review on In the Earth. Okay, He has a lot of thoughts. What are your thoughts? The All happening. Right. That's a classic movie, by the way. So I'm excited what you have to say about this.
3: Okay. So uh, In the Earth. <laughs> So it starts with this guy, was it played by Joel Fry, Martin, I think is his name. Martin Lowry. Yeah. So he shows up to this country area and there's kind of like an outpost there. And they have like, you check you in and make sure that you're like not infected or whatever. You're not sure. They're just making sure that you're good to go in there. And basically the idea, I think, this is a very hard one to describe. I think that he's sent out there to meet up with a former research-like scientists that he worked with and she has been out of touch with them for a while so in in a way it's almost like apocalypse now in that kind of way it's sort of weird like she's out there somewhere she's been doing research they haven't heard from her for a while they want to have someone go out and check on her and he wants to go out there too he joins up with a ranger who works there named Alma played by Alora Torchia she's to me the star of this movie she's the best thing in this movie i think if you might know her she played um a small character in midsummer she didn't make it very far in that movie and uh, (laughs) they they go off into the woods and at at the beginning i was pretty on board mysterious weird woods something's going on we're not sure what's going on pretty quickly they meet up with a person in the woods and we're not going to give all the stuff away and i got even more interested in what was happening with that guy because it was really weird and the whole situation became more intense and at one point i sent to um Eric, I said, this movie should be called Foot Trauma, the movie, because a lot of foot trauma occurs in the mid-portion of the movie. And you're not (laughs) wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But then that middle portion where they meet up with that character, I slowly started falling more and more off board. And then when we met the third person... Or another person out in the woods, it got so nonsensical to me and it became so exposition heavy and became like almost like a mad scientist movie, but it also wanted to be really artsy and trippy instead of just embracing the ridiculousness and becoming a full B movie, which I think is what it should have done. So by the end of it, I was kinda I was kinda off board on this one. And it if you ever seen his other movie, Wheatley's other movie a field in england if you liked a field in england you'd probably like this if you didn't like a field in england you probably won't like this because that's about people in like the middle ages running around a field and and getting like stoned out of their minds on hallucinogens basically
1: so yeah this was uh this definitely had like elements of annihilation to it Mm -hmm. or um and probably closer to annihilation was handled like the happening was did yes (laughs) this is kind of where it was and then it it, it it's, I don't want to sound like I'm completely shitting on this because no. there, there there's some really good stuff in this. I think Bruce, you're right. Like if they would have went the B movie route on this, either A went the B movie route and just made this a fun weird horror movie. Or maybe took a. I think they have ideas in this of not ideas like a thematic ideas, but like ideas with how the world works. But they didn't. They didn't fully grasp on and figure out how that world works. Like they don't need to tell the audience. But I don't feel that the writers know how the world works. I uh-huh. think they just keep throwing in weird shit and then. But the the thing is, if the writer understands a world even though we don't know things kind of like even if they don't make sense it's like okay i kind of get it and you just kind of let it go there was a little disconnect with this one and i'm not i can't quite put my finger on it there's just some parts that work really good and then there's other parts where i'm like i don't know what the hell you guys are thinking and then there's other parts where i'm like now i'm just confused this feels
3: like a movie for me that like for 40 minutes into it they were writing a script and they kind of had an idea where it was going and then at about that that point in the script writing process, they just took a shitload of acid and mushrooms. They <laughs> just wrote and wrote the rest of the script and went, okay, film it. <laughs> that's, that's,
1: that's that, he, <laughs> that that's what I did wrong. You know what? I'm gonna watch this movie again, but I'm gonna do shrooms first because <laughs> that 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 might be the key. That might be the thing I'm missing.
0: So in the earth from both of you, totally a not recommend. Am I assuming this? It kind of is a recommend though. <laughs> Kind of so Eric so you recommend it even with the
1: yeah because it's it, it, it's weird because it's it's definitely uh, I don't know it's gonna have an audience
3: for sure it's gonna yeah. have a cult audience this is and like I said if you know his other movies if you like the field in England if you like really kind of druggy trippy nonsensical movies that are really odd this might get you so I would say if that kind of sounds interesting to you give it a try. If you want a movie that's coherent, that makes sense and has a, a, a consistent tone, probably not for you.
0: This, but so it, I, was it for you? Was it for you, Bruce? No,
3: nah, I, I fell off board about 45 minute mark and, and it didn't ever get me back. And I kept thinking it was going to get me back and it kept driving me further away and by the last 20
1: minutes i was like uh no this is terrible you you know i think the biggest problem with this movie is the male character not not the actor the the actor was fine but just the uh the choices the male character makes many times i wanted to reach in the <laughs> the uh screen and choke him go the fuck are you doing figure <laughs> it the fuck out dude <laughs> didn't you feel like alma the character of alma
3: she should have been the star of this movie and she kind of ended up becoming the star in the movie, but she should have just been the star of the movie throughout. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. and I like what it's like the, uh, if a movie like focuses on the damsel in distress, it's like, that's not interesting. Let's, let's, that's why we, that's why we follow the hero. But, but like the, you know, the guy trips over the thing and sees the thing, <laughs> dead body, he sees the mm-hmm. dead body, but <laughs> he's like, dude's like shooting arrows at alma and he's like what a dead body yeah the 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 psycho that had you hold up for about a week oh go figure dead body big surprise let's (laughs) figure out what the fuck's going on (laughs) Whereas she's like resourceful and smart and thinking about things and trying to come up with plans yeah yeah but he's like how could could a dead body possibly be here maybe because you're dealing with the same fucking psycho you've dealt with for a couple days now (laughs) oh and you so, mentioned the big the big stone with a circle in it I, I i have no idea what the fuck that was and that was there the whole time I, actually the stone looked pretty cool i was wondering if that was a real thing it's weird because yeah there's there's stuff about this movie i fucking hate and then there's other stuff that's like pretty sweet so i say this is a recommend only because we're just dudes talking about a movie we saw like they, this is the very definition of a movie just watch it for yourself and then you'll know Oh, gosh. Well, I'll tell you right now, In the the Earth has 27%.
3: 27 <laughs> percent
0: 20 27 percent i regarding the audience score so eric is uh eric is uh the, on the fence regarding in the earth say he's saying i uh, check it out and if you hate it, it that's it that's your it's on you <laughs> it's <your fault. laughs> and, yeah it's your fault for watching a hundred minute watch movie my hands we, of it. <laughs> and we you know, watch yeah you go so i don't know if that's a, a ringing endorsement but he's he's gonna he sees he's, uh, you know that's that's that that's like he, he's basically pulling a greg shavasti he's actually riding the fence on this one but it's
1: in Interesting. Okay, it's
3: It's, completely interesting. It's completely happens when you ride the hand. You know what happens when you ride the fence, (laughs)
0: though. Is there is there a punchline, Bruce, or is that just a rhetorical
1: thing? Go ride a fence and see how you feel afterwards. (laughs) That's uh, that. I got another story about my cousin. (laughs) Regarding fences, trigger trigger warning, trigger. he, He he fell off. I think he fell off a ladder and landed. Oh, as first on a fence and bad things happen. That's wow! Yeah. I will never use that phrase ever again.
0: <laughs> a lot of a lot of nightmarish images, probably scarier than In the Earth, has are, are being popped into my head right now. Hey, Eric, was this a scary movie? Did it did it grip you? Did were there sequences that you just said, "Wow, this is"? Is that why, probably in all fairness, you're kind of saying, "Ah, well, I recommend"? No. Because there are stretches that really gripped you.
1: Well, it, it definitely didn't scare me, but there's there's scenes that like the. I don't know. It's just got those flashes of brilliance where it's like, wow, that's a cool idea, or wow, that's a really cool part, or that's a cool scene, or that's a you know, that there's like little nuggets of joy in this and nuggets of gold. But then, like between those gold, there's like little pockets of turds like laying around. (laughs) (laughs) So Eric Holmes, it's it's it's, (laughs) but but that's why but that's why it's a recommend because it's amidst I mean,
0: the fecal matter you'll find gold
1: uh, look if yeah you're gonna, hey <laughs> if you saw a pile of shit but there were a bunch of gold nuggets in there would you not reach in and try to grab the gold nuggets
0: uh, you know, I'm all about the digital crypto, so I'm not. I'm not touching. I'm not. I'm, if there I'm, was a I'm, bunch <laughs> of
1: golden digital crypto possibly, inside of Twitter, would you not reach into Twitter? Poss-
0: possibly, if it has the right algorithm and and coding and everything like that, it's good. I'm. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll touch. I'll touch. I'll touch. Would you touch with the? Uh, would you find? Would you?
3: Bad touch. Bad
0: touch. Bad touch. Bad touch. So that is in the earth. That is currently, as we speak, right. Bad touch. (laughs) (laughs) In the earth, directed and penned by Ben Wheatley, very interesting filmmaker. That said, it is now out in theaters. In the earth, it's labeled a horror, mystery, and thriller. The critics gave it seventy six percent. Again, the audience score is a measly twenty seven percent. But like you know, like Eric Holmes said, it's um. It's up to you. It's up to you guys. Tell us what you think of In the Earth. If if you uh, disagree with Bruce, or maybe you might want to help bolster Eric Holmes's opinion. He said some. There's some really interesting things to glean from In the Earth. That said, okay, so that's fair enough. Now, Bruce Perky, you've had a packed week. I was gonna say something like, "You're in beast mode. You're a total beast." I a little inside, not inside baseball. I wanted to actually. Take I was trying to tell Bruce Perky, hey Bruce, don't worry about a recommendation. You you're covering all of these movies this week. You got the box. He was passionate at bringing this movie to your listening ears, folks. So definitely check out this recommendation from Bruce Perky. <laughs> take it away, sir.
3: The Day of the Beast from 1995, directed by Alex Dila Iglesia. Iglesia, mm-hmm. um, this movie is great. I. I have seen this poster forever. It's kind of this poster, this like red and black, very bold poster with this kind of, I don't know, silhouette of a demon. And I always assumed it was just kind of a, I don't know, an Italian or Spanish like omen ripoff. And it is nothing like that. This movie is so good. It's so funny. It's amazing production value, way bigger movie than I thought it was going to be. Basic concept is this. Starts out younger priest, goes into a church, meets an older priest, Older priest says, are you here to make a confession? He goes like, well, I haven't done anything yet, but I'm about to sin a ton. So I need you to tell you about this. And He basically is not only a priest, but he's like a religious scholar. And he says he's he's decoded revelations. And what it is, is actually a date, the date of the coming of the Antichrist. And it's going to be Christmas night. And he has to sin a ton to get in contact with the devil so he can find out where the antichrist will be born. It cuts. Oh, a giant cross falls on the old priest, kills him. (laughs) Young priest goes into the title sequence during the title sequence. Young priest, uh, our, our hero play Cura played by Alec uh, Angulo. He uh, pushes mimes down stairwells. He, uh, is leaning over a man who's about to die after a car wreck, and instead of giving him last rites, he tells him to burn in hell.
0: <laughs> oh my... God. Is this a comedy? Is
1: it this is. a com-
3: Yes. <laughs> this is the opening title oh, sequence.
0: By the way, first of all, why do you have more of a really wonderful, energetic glee about you at, with this movie, as opposed to something like Together Together. Bruce, is this is this a perfect movie? Together. I said I loved it. This I know. This
3: <laughs> movie has got so much going for it. And then he, uh, you know, he like steals from a homeless guy and all this kind of stuff. But then he goes to the local heavy metal record shop with a list of, of, of metal that's supposed to be really evil. He says he wants to find the most evil music to be able to, you know, get in touch with the devil. And that's kind of the touch off of this movie. And it ends up becoming one of those one crazy night kind of movies but it's also like a buddy comedy action horror movie (laughs) because he teams up with the metal dude and he also teams up with this tv psychic it doesn't pull the punches there's blood there's craziness there's demonism there's all kinds of crazy stuff around this movie too i guess that at the time they were making it because they used actual demonic ceremonies like they kept them pretty true to to their word um so some of the demonic people around there were gonna like starting to kill them. Uh it's this is just and it's a big movie. It's it's big, it's not this little tiny, it's got great production values, like just giant pe- set pieces. I love this movie so much. It is so much fun. And because
0: of the comedy, because of the action execution, because of the storytelling. Yeah,
3: this is like one of those movies that kind of it kind of veers almost into Evil Dead territory and where it has this really weird mix of almost slapstick comedy almost screwball comedy but also isn't afraid to be like tough when it needs to be tough it's and it's got a really cool and interesting story and it's just a like a a, a a rollicking adventure as well because of all the things that has to happen i i love this movie it's so fun shutter uh, you can get it on shutter you can get it on canopy you can get it on tubi it looks really great they have a new transfer of it and I'm definitely going to be looking into more stuff from this direct. He was supposed to make, I guess, Alien Resurrection after this, but he did end up making that.
0: Oh, my um, goodness.
3: That's a story right there. Like, yeah, why did he
0: not do it?
3: Yeah, this guy's been tied up and like some of the actors in here ended up in a bunch of movies like, I want to say like *Pants Labyrinth and, and a bunch of the, uh, what's his name's movies?
0: Guillermo del Toro's.
3: Yeah, Guillermo del Toro's movies. I it went on my brain. But I want to look up some of his other movies. He's got one called Perdita Durango, which has been compared to kind of almost a uh, Tarantino-like movie that has like Rosie Perez in it. I, I mean, from around the same time. So this guy is mm. like crazy, uh, really interesting filmmaker. I, I liked it a lot. I think that most people in our group, if they've never heard of this movie, give it a try. I think you'll have a lot of fun with it.
0: I
1: did you Durango?
0: I
3: have you seen that?
1: Se- I think the setup of, uh, ho- hold on, guys. I got to send like a whole bunch. <laughs> it's just a perfect setup for a movie. <laughs> well, and I'm not going to tell you, he does a bunch of
3: stuff. There's at one point where a person dies and he's sorry because he didn't do it intentionally. He's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow oh my yeah
1: God. this sounds like the greatest movie ever made. i know it's and pretty, look
3: yeah, good i guarantee you will like this movie you will per, like it if you may not you may love it i actually love it this movie is fucking great
0: well and perdita durango again like you said bruce burkey directed by alex de la iglesia stars rosie perez and javier bardem yeah holy moly
3: from like about the same time yeah
0: yeah, in 1997, and the Day of the Beast is 1995, I believe. So that is the Day of the Beast, available, like you said, on Canopy, Shutter, a bunch of other streaming services. What a poster. I think Bruce Perky's eyeing that poster. Might, he might actually, once he yeah. gets, scrapes a couple of nickels together, he might buy that poster and put, adorn it in his respective wall. So that is a great poster, by the way. My goodness. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: So it says the Catholic, me being the Catholic. That's like I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm verging to something. I don't know. Demonic this stuff. Movie. This yeah. movie
3: is a ton of fun. I can't even describe how much fun this movie is.
0: The Day of the Beast. Well, I guess you're gonna be watching that, Eric Holmes, very soon, huh? The Day of the Beast?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> <I> gotta, <laughs> but before I watch it. Just letting you know, I'm going to have to do a bunch of sinning before I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot of,
0: a lot of sinning before the movie. Wow. Okay. Now, we, we started the show off with a little bit of a berry pepper talk. Okay. Trigger point. It hits, it goes currently in theaters, but most importantly, it's on demand this Friday. This Friday being when? April 23rd. Okay. On demand this Friday. Con Fiore, who Bruce Berkey and Air Combs, they know pretty well because they recently recommended this movie called Sugar Daddy. He stars in, in Trigger Point as well. Anyways, it centers on a former U.S. operative, played by Barry Pepper. He lives in a small town, and he has a nice little spread out in the middle of, I guess, maybe the forest or the wilderness. And it's really it's, – it's, it, it's highly secure. He doesn't want – he doesn't let anyone in. He's just very paranoid. The reason why he's paranoid is because, yes – He was part of probably some kind of mission that went sideways, and it's something that still haunts him. His former colleague, played by Comfiore, tracks him down in this small town, and he tells Barry Pepper's character, hey, you know what? Let's go find this person who's actually killed the rest of our crew. So essentially, it's Barry Pepper, that operative, going on a mission to find who did this to him, who who turned his life upside down and who killed his fellow colleagues and agents operatives that's the whole premise of of Trigger Point and it's directed by Brad Turner who my, who I recently interviewed Brad Turner is really known for directing a whole bunch of episodes of 24 in my opinion if you like 24 if you like that TV series you, this movie is a very low budget scaled down version that its main highlights is Barry pepper and confiore if you like them or are invested in them as actors i recommend trigger point
2: how'd you find me big brother's always watching nicholas the agency's been scanning since you went deep there was a hit i intercepted it to protect you as your friend my friend i'm the only one who came over to your side after what happened i'm still on your side Most of your friends want you dead more than your enemies. Monica's missing. You're Monica? Yeah. She's hell-bent on finding out who's behind the assassinations. She always adored you, Nicholas. She feels the same way I do about this. She wants to know who's behind it. I warned her how dangerous it was. She's very skilled. She doesn't have the same experience we do she got too close and he took her who quentin
0: the reason why i recommend trigger point is i look at at ron tomatoes 22 percent, nine reviews by the critics a lot of them are just cooler than the room i ended up i wanted to see this movie because of berry pepper i enjoyed it 83 minutes nothing it's you're not gonna it's not as deep as a build trailer uh, painting or something or sketch or th- you're not going to be thinking about it on a metaphysical or philosophical level. It's just a fun movie to watch. I hope they do more Trigger Points. Eric Holmes, counter me on this. What did you think of Trigger Point?
1: Well, first of all, the director also did uh, Ten, which is half ten episodes, which is half of the episodes of the series Cobra, starring Michael Dudikoff. And- oh. The that that the director's got like a hundred and nine director credits, so he's Amazing. he's been he's been at the game for a while. And By the way,
0: you should have done the interview with Brad Turner. You would have asked better questions than I did. That that <laughs> Michael, du- you would have. I know you. You know what? In fact, you would have asked that Michael Dudikoff question. I know. I that absolutely would have. Would have
1: but yep. I, I'm better off feeding the questions to you guys because <laughs> it would have turned out like. Remember when you directed Cobra? That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, all uh, fair enough, man. I, I I mentioned to you off there that because the, the so Barry Peppers in like this small town America, and he's got a pass. You know, and in this case, we know what the pass is, but it's a similar setup to a History of Violence. And I mentioned a delicious cheeseburger version of a History of Violence. That, and quite honestly, this is a movie that I'm glad I saw when I did because. You know, with the the Oscar shorts and a lot of the movies, you know, this is a lot of the movies are watching now. This is kind of award season. So a lot of the movies that have been coming out lately have been sad bastard movies. And this is absolutely not a sad bastard movie. This is a fun (laughs) fucking movie. And I'm like, oh, just put it right in my veins. Oh, Barry Peppers in it, even better. I didn't didn't know it until you said that that's the guy from Sugar Daddy. Yeah,
0: confiore. Yeah.
1: I I didn't even notice that while watching it. And then once you said that I'm like, holy shit, is that the same guy? And so he's that guy alone is two for two for me because I love Sugar Daddy and I love this one. I don't know that everyone will be as high on it as you and I are.
0: Yes. But a hundred percent. But dude,
1: just go in this movie. It's it's the the plot is kind of ridiculous, like the twist at the end where they're like revealed what actually happened. None of that matters. What matters is that <laughs> Barry Pepper's a badass. Uh, there's that There's that other lady that's kind of, she yeah. thinks that Barry Pepper's a bad guy, but they're kind of on the same team, but kind of not. Like, she's, I, I like her. I like the bad guy. Like, this is, what, what's the word? Hard-boiled, I guess. Yeah, hard,
0: yeah exactly. Hard-boiled.
1: Yeah, this like is paperback
0: novels that you get out you know on in, in the store and you just yeah. it has like a really cool cover and you just 100 pages and you just rifle through it you know
1: yeah this movie is a perfect cheeseburger it's not i mean it's not going to win oscars but i don't give a fuck i fucking love this movie it's so fun <laughs> i'm so it glad you came, liked it. it it just came at a perfect time i'm like this is just this is just perfect and then when i looked up the director and saw that he did the the, the episodes of cobra i'm like now i get why i love this so much <laughs> totally makes sense but uh, yeah, if you like the, if you can get into movies like uh, like Sugi movies or Scott Atkin movies or uh, Michael Dudikoff movies, this is like an elevated version of that. Not much elevated, but a little elevated more than those. And it, uh, I mean, again, the director has 109 credits and it totally shows here because y- y- you can see that like all the uh, director choices are kind of kind of the correct ones for, for what he's doing here. And also he's kind of like one of those jobbers. that like the directing doesn't get in the way, you know, it's, it's just, this is, this is a story we're telling and we're going to do it as perfect as possible. And I I don't know, this is just a great version of this. And I think you uh, mentioned in your interview, not to give away the ending and I won't give away the ending. Oh, right. But uh, I do want to see a, a trigger points
0: yeah i want to <laughs> see trigger more trigger point po- too i want to like, see I, more trigger points yeah
1: yeah the, this has a this also has kind of a jack reacher vibe to where like i could i could i could watch the further adventures of uh, detective pepper trigger point and see, <laughs> see where it goes from here um, i'm, so, I'm but, so glad yeah but yeah th- this isn't going to win awards but it's it's definitely a fun movie and i absolutely want to see sequels of this
0: Yeah, I I really hope if they get to a sequel on on this, that they expand the universe a little bit more, that's not a knock on this movie. It is, like Eric Holmes said, it's it's a cheeseburger. You just scarf it down. It's very good. And Eric Holmes was talking about the Oscar shorts as much as all of us love Oscar shorts and Oscar seasons. I'm not as smart as Bruce Berkey. I, can't, I couldn't do those interviews because my brain, after watching all those movies, they hurt with so much quality. They were just so good. They were so good for me. And I, I loved them all, but I didn't have the the intellect to do it. So that's why something like Trigger Point is very good to to digest as well, Eric Holmes.
1: Well, well it's like they say with the candy. You can't only eat candy. You gotta throw in some vegetables. But sometimes you... Sometimes you got to knock it off on the vegetables. I mean, you get some candy in there too. It, it's about balance. You can't go all one side or the other. Sometimes you got to mix it up.
0: Very good. Okay, so mix it up. So, and I also listeners, I just want you to say Bruce Perky was very was interested in watching Trigger Point, but I made sure that I I held that trigger right there. I told Bruce Perky, "Please do not see Trigger Point. You have to see 10-15 movies this week." So, and I knew Trigger Point would definitely Hopefully, I was guessing that would be up Eric Holmes's alley, and thank goodness it is. We both solid recommend for both of us, Eric Holmes. Correct? Solid recommend. Yeah, yeah on,
1: I, I, on... absolutely. Unless unless you hate fun and action, then stay <laughs> far away from it. If if, if you if you like uh, if there's a movie that's like really fun and uh, you know kind of has a lot of action to it, like it's not four hours, so you're not going to get all the character development that you would in Justice League. Bye. <laughs> this one's really good regardless oh wow
0: okay so yeah and before we get to bruce's what's in the box or maybe you might have you i think you might have a recommendation first eric um with with a uh, cobra michael dudikoff Am I missing
1: out on not watching that series? It's been a long time. It's it's kind of cheesy, but I I liked it. But I'm you don't want to come to me with a recommend or not recommend on Mar- Michael Dudikoff. Because if Michael Dudikoff was in a, I don't know. Yeah, I'll watch anything with Michael Dudikoff. Like Quicksand, not a great movie. And I believe that one was directed by Sam Furstenberg as well. Yeah, could be wrong. Pretty sure it was. But uh, he's the guy that directed *Fringe of the Ninja* and *The Ninja*, and I love that movie. Most people wouldn't, but yeah, I'm I'm not the guy to go to. If you're a fan of Michael Dudikoff, yes, watch *Cobra*. If you don't care, maybe you like him, maybe you won't. But I I I'm way too biased towards Michael Dudikoff to make it make that kind of call.
0: Bruce Perky, you know, deep down inside, how badly do you think Eric Holmes wants to do a spotlight on Shokasugi or Michael Dudikoff on on our show? How badly do you think he wants that?
3: Why not? I don't see why not.
0: <laughs> okay.
3: We did show Dante. I mean, we can do we can do artsy. We can do fun. You know? Yeah.
1: Why not? Fair or enough. in the case of Kasugi, we can do artsy and fun.
0: Oh, very yeah. good. Artsy and Kasugi. We love we love our Kasugi. Okay, before we get into Bruce Perky's What's in the Box, Eric Holmes, do you have any recommendation or maybe a tease coming up? regarding I,
1: I do i gotta i'm not sure which one you're talking about unless you're talking about this one. Oh uh, yes r-a-i-n I, I will be sending this to uh bruce really soon i did get to watch it and i want to hold off on the the full review until after bruce seen it and then after you've seen it okay so it's gonna be a while but uh
0: it's rain it's, it's called qu- rain
1: yeah it's from the director of sunshine cleaning and uh if you can find it give it a little watch
0: how were you able to find it again? What's it? Did you order it from entertain Mart or did you just find it on Amazon or something? How did, how did you do it?
1: I believe I ordered this from Amazon. Okay. I, I did look through I did look at it through entertain Mart and they did the rain is not an easy one to find. So I think once Bruce watches it, once you watch it, this might be our next, uh, <laughs> this, this might be our next uh, uh, DVD chain mail thing. Cause uh, this is not a, th- yeah, th- this one was really tough to find.
0: Okay, yeah, and also uh, th- th- this is a little bit of a plug if you want to actually check out our our website, um, well my web- website deepestdream.com, and eventually this is a, there's another website that I I just I gotta get off the crypto addiction. I you know it's, it's a good addiction, it's a financial financial thing, but once I get off that, there's a, there's this whole other project, the whole thing about the archives that we've been working on. I have hours and hours of stuff with with all of us talking about films. But once it's opened, the whole Pandora's box of just cinema is right there for you guys on, on findyourscene.com. That has to be a reality very, very soon. But, um, yeah, if you use our links via our podcast show notes, purchase, you know, movies or rent movies via our show notes, tell us thank you and tell us what you actually rent or check out or checked out via our links. And, uh, maybe we'll see those movies as well. Give us your recommendations. Thank you for your support. Bruce Perky, we're in the what's in the box segment now where he actually randomly picks movies that people actually recommend for him to see this yes. week what's the movie that you are covering
3: i am covering uh the kid with a bike from 2011 this was suggested by matt stillman and it is directed by luke and jean-pierre dardenne The Darden brothers,
0: the Darden brothers, by the way, we, it seems we're doing this in a weekly thing. Matt Stillman is part of our cinematics Facebook, Facebook group. I love the guy. I also secretly hate and envy him because every single morning (laughs) I wake up to a movie recommendation of a movie for that. He watched that. I wish I had watched. So he is like a million miles ahead of me. As far as movies watched this year, he will get to 500 movies, which I've been trying to get to. And I, I don't know if I'll ever get to it ever in my life. Maybe that's a far away goal. But yeah, we love you, Matt Stillman. Thank you so much for your recommendation. Kid with a Bike, Yes, 2011. Yes. Bruce Berkey.
3: 2011, uh, you can get it on Criterion Channel or you can rent it. I rented it on Amazon, um, various places. You can rent all the usual places. This is a pretty simple concept. It starts out with a little kid. He's probably about nine or 10 named Cyril, played by Thomas Doré. And it starts out with him and he's trying to call his dad. He's been in this like youth, it's like a youth home or it's kind of like a cross between a orphanage and a, I don't know, like a youth, troubled youth facility kind of a place. It's pretty open though. It's not like enclosed. He's trying to call his dad and the guy keeps telling him that works there. Your dad is gone. He's not going to pick up the phone. It's just, there's nothing on the line. The the line is disconnected. Basically, his dad had dropped him off and said, I'll be back in a month. And he didn't return. And the kid doesn't want to believe it. He immediately starts running out of the place and trying to get to the apartment where they used to live. He tries a couple times, keeps getting pulled back. Eventually he does get there. He keeps talking about his bike too, because his bike was there. And uh, he finally gets back to the facility and he's running around in there and it's empty. His dad's gone. They tell him that he sold his bike. He doesn't believe it. He says, no, 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 someone stole it. And he wouldn't have sold my bike and all this kind of stuff. Through a variety of early situations in this movie, he uh, encounters a woman named Samantha, uh, played by Cécile de France, or... And she is in Hope Tension, High Tension, the original, if you recognize her. And uh, she kind of takes him in part-time. She kind of sees this kid that's really like struggling because obviously he's been abandoned by his dad. He doesn't really want to face that and believe it. And he's also kind of starting to act out. And she says, well, I'll see him. I'll take him on weekends. He stays at the boys' place on weekdays. And he does get his bike back. She buys it back for him. And the rest of the movie is a really cool, interesting... Very non-sentimental, very um, realistic, verite style of kind of uh, drama character piece with these two, with some really interesting character turns. And it's just, it's about 90 minutes, I think, long. Not very long. Really streamlined, really focused, just really, really solid. There's a great scene early on where she says, she just, she locates his dad. So they take a day trip out to go visit his dad. And the way that goes down is both realistic uh, a little bit heartbreaking and the way the kid reacts is really interesting and this is one of those movies that kind of strikes you you know, like the early third of something like was it uh moonlight
0: so moonlight yeah. Is that the one I moonlight yeah moonlight yeah, yeah
3: kind of where you have that really realistic view of a kid in a troubled situation trying to cope with something that's kind of beyond his ability and this movie really does a great job of that the kid in this is really strong and she's really strong samantha is uh played by cecile and it's just not predictable it's not boring. There's a lot of him riding the bike and running from people or after people. He's really tough, but not tough, you know. It's a really, really good movie.
0: Did Solid. it make you the little lump in your throat sometimes <laughs> of the movie? Pardon me, I was coughing a little bit
3: there. Yeah, there's a couple moments. Uh, definitely some some moments with his dad that are pretty rough. Just the way his dad it's very if you've had any kind of issues with your father or your mother or parenting at all in your life, This will be a little rough because not only the kind of the cowardly nature of his dad with even being able to be straightforward with his kid, but just seeing the kid have to kind of face that. And then the way he responds to it, it's really good. It's a really
0: good movie. I am totally depressed after that review. That is such a sad, such a sad (laughs) effing movie. But it's not,
3: it's, it's not a sad movie. It really isn't. I mean, it's got moments, but this isn't one of those movies. It's just like a straight up downer it's much more energetic than that. And it's more of kind of trying to watch this kid get through that situation, you know, to the other side and just having this pure person. That's just there kind of out of the blue to be there for him is, is once again, talk about moonlight kind of the way that um, Mahershala uh, character was in that movie, just kind of came out of nowhere and was there for him. Uh, I think this movie will kind of strike those same tones for some people. Um, It's, Really good. I would. I haven't seen I don't think anything by the Darden brothers, and um, if this is kind of the style they do, I I, I really like it. It's a really grounded, character based stuff, but um, not oppressive. It's yeah. it's bright filmmaking. It's good. It's really good.
0: Sounds like a Francois Truffaut, the Four Hundred Blows ish kind of movie, coming yeah. of age, that kind of a, stuff. A tragedy. little bit, a little bit, yeah. but
3: it's not. Yeah, it's it's a little more matter of fact. It's it's not. Like I said, it's not oppressive, even though it sounds like it could be, it really isn't. It's frustrating at times, but it's not, this was not like a, a difficult watch. Like I didn't have to force my way through it. You know what I'm saying? It was Are good. you excited
0: to see more movies by the Darden brothers after yeah. watching? Okay. Very yeah.
3: cool. Yeah. For sure.
0: Okay. That's the kid with a bike. The Darden brothers suggested by Matt Stillman. Again, thank you, Matt Stillman, for that recommendation for Bruce Perky's weekly What's in the Box segment. Bruce, you got something you gotta shake. shake. What's in the box?
1: Uh oh, <laughs> okay, It's that's turned
0: a very into jamie gum, man. Very, yeah, very jamie. <laughs> <laughs> turn, my, <laughs> oh, it turn my
1: headphones cord into a bass.
0: <laughs> oh, ba- oh, very, very interesting. In yes,
3: this is I was hoping this would pop up because this is what I should have seen a million years ago and I never saw. This is suggested by our longtime friend, Andrew Martin.
0: Oh, we love Andrew. Andrew Martin, hope you guys you are doing well. Andrew yes. Martin from Andrew Watches Movies.
3: He says it's over,
1: but we don't believe him. We're gonna We don't off. believe you, Andrew. Andrew, <laughs> we don't believe you. It's Andrew only Watch- on hiatus. Even if it's only on hiatus, indefinitely it's only on hiatus. There is yes. Andrew Watches movies, never says die. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. <dudes>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we love that Andrew Watches Movies podcast. More importantly, we love him. So
3: so he suggested the 1963 movie. Charade, oh, oh
0: Charade. I
3: have never seen. Have you? Guys I have never seen it?
0: this as well. You know, a- a- Andrew's look. No disrespect to Eric Holmes, Anderson Cowan, or Bruce Perky, or even myself. But Andrew Martin has some really interesting, just out of the box suggestions. It's not. It doesn't verge to what it genre. It's like it's one of these things where you're gonna know what I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick a sappy romantic comedy or at the Palma film, and then you guys love a certain genre, but Andrew Martin, Anderson loves all that in your face stuff. Andrew from, from cinematics, Andrew Martin from Andrew watches movies, pretty much runs the gamut. Very, very interesting selections. I would never have thought that charade, but would be a recommendation for what's in the box. If you want to actually recommend movies for Bruce Perky to watch regarding what's in the box, how can they reach you? Bruce Perky.
3: Uh, easiest is just to hit me up on Facebook, either comment, to me or just message me you can also just write me at Bruce Perky at gmail very simple
0: Perky at gmail.com and then eric holmes how can the listeners to the podcast reach you sir anything you want to plug anything you want to say
1: if you're listening to this or if you're watching this on youtube just uh yell at the screen and i will hear you (laughs) yes yes mark i will do that thank you (laughs) okay okay that is very good (laughs) hold on Amy, Yet. say that again? Okay. Yeah. There's three of them, but you can have one. It's cool. All right, <laughs> okay. go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: Very good, very good, Eric Holmes. That is that is it? We are done. A- anything you guys want to say before we wrap up? I-, I don't think there's anything else to plug where, you know, I- I- we, had, we had a director spotlight, but I- I'm doing cinematics with Anderson this week because he's doing other things. So I- we had to smash this together. The bottom line is we're going to be doing a spotlight on this director named Jacques Van Dormiel, and Eric Holmes and Bruce Perky were nice enough to actually purchase copies of this little hard to get movie called Toto the Hero. Blue on Blu-ray, Bruce Perky. Where's your Blu-ray? Is it not? Is it coming yet? Oh, oh you have it. Oh, not it's yet. In the mail. <laughs> it's in <laughs> the mail. It's it's, it's ah, he's, he's eating Total the Hero. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna see it soon. Oh, well, it's good that yes. we're not doing it this weekend because it'll eventually get to you. That's another movie that's hard to get. Eric Holmes, Total the Hero. It's one of my all-time favorite films. And then we're also going to be covering Mister Nobody on our Jacques Van Dormael director spotlight. Ooh. Yes, sir. Close us out, well, Eric Holmes. Uh, and
1: then, and not not exactly a plug, but so we got Rain, and I'm sure uh, Toto the Hero wouldn't be a good one to uh, do a oh. DVD chainmail. Maybe yeah. we should just start. Yeah, email me at hamslime at gmail.com, and we'll just start keeping a list, and uh, that, that'll enter you into anytime we do the entertainment. mark, but also entered, I'll, I'll just pick a random thing and a random name. So anytime we do the DVD chainmails, we'll just send that to you as well. Then, all right that's a good uh, idea and then we'll and then we'll just have a master list for everything so you don't have to keep signing up for this or doing that it's like it's the one master list if you're on that master list you're in for all of it
0: well here's the thing eric holmes has been spotlighting the giveaways throughout most of uh most of the run of a find your film okay so again entertain Mart he does he does these twenty uh, 25 giveaways Twenty five dollars gift cards, right? Twenty five dollar gift card.
1: There were twenty dollars, but 20, I think my, th- my bad. I Think I'm. I think we might bump it up to twenty four because there has been a uh, the people that have won. There's been a, uh,
0: a shipping when thing, new mail
1: thing, shipping charge. Thank Shipping you. charges.
0: I'm dumb. <laughs> That's all right. No, 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 no. You're not.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm dumb. No. I know. We we discussed this, but sorry. What? Well, so hey, you know, screen.
0: I'm I'm dumb too. That's why we both love Trigger Point. Listeners, get go get thee to a nunnery and watch Trigger Point. But anyways, we're saying, uh, Jay Mark, yeah.
1: Dare you trigger point is not a dumb.
0: That's you're right. How dare um, me? Yeah, you're yeah, you're right. Yeah,
1: you're th- right. Uh, we fell off the rails. Usually, we fall off the rails much earlier than. That. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, you know what, Eric Holmes he does his he does his Entertainment Mark giveaways, oh. gift card giveaways, and then also the DVD chain mails. Yes, so, Eric uh, that,
1: that's what I was saying. So with the with the uh, gift cards, there's the shipping costs, which yeah. is usually about four dollars. So instead of the ones going forward, it'll probably be about twenty five. Cool. So uh, so cool. that'll that'll kind of counteract the shipping charge, and then. I guess if uh, you live in Colorado Springs and you just go to Entertain Mart, then you get an extra five bucks. So good for you.
0: Good for you. Yeah, it it pays. Listeners, when you're you're buying your physical media or any entertainment collectibles via Entertain Mart, it pays to live in Colorado Springs, especially for that $25 gift card. And again, if you want to be entered into this evergreen Eric Holmes DVD Blu-ray chain mail, chain mail, chain link, chain mail thing (laughs) that he's doing.
1: I've been calling it DVD chainmail, but we got to come up with a good name for it because we'll it doesn't pop.
2: There's, okay.
1: there's, a, there's a great name out there and we don't know it yet. Bruce
0: Perky, can you get on this? You're the smarter out of all, all th- among all three of us. Can you get this in your, in your, in your noggin and just, just marinate, meditate on it? We'll give you a week because you're going to come up with something really wonderful and sublime. That said, Bruce Perky, we're going to end this week of Find Your Film with your wise thoughts on anything.
3: Don't fall off the rails or you might land on the fence.
0: (laughs) There you go that that final comment just hurt me in many more ways than one folks we will see you next week i am doing a big ouchie and eric holmes he is he's is, he's is in pain as well and of course bruce perky him the, the the lover of demonic films like the what is it the beast or something what does it call it the bruce? day of the beast the day of the, the beast of you the know you know there's only one one of us who's smiling amidst all the pain all right guys we will see you next week on find your film bye-bye